The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Oh, it feels good. It feels good to be back. This is exciting. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and took two weeks off unintentionally. Um, I did record an episode, but I was going through it, and I hated it. I could have edited it down. Edited it? Yeah, that is correct. It just sounds nuts. But then I made an executive decision. I don't want to. I don't want to. I... I'll go into what's been going on in my life lately because a lot of chapters have ended. A lot of new chapters have begun. They're not my most favorite chapters. I'm not in the most fun place of my life right now, which is something that I actively attempt to bring into not only my my weeks but my day-to-day in adulthood we lack a lot of fun and i i think fun is one of my highest priorities in this life if i'm not having fun i don't want to do it i don't want to do it that doesn't mean i won't i understand that not every aspect of life will be fun however if fun is not being incorporated on some sort of regular or consistent basis that's not the life for me it's ultimately not the life for me But I'm not in the most fun chapter of my life right now, which is frustrating because soul me, you know, looking down at earthling me, understands that this period of my life is necessary, but earthling me is looking up at soul me being like, but come on, this is not what I'm interested in. And I know, I know, it's not what you want, but it's what you need and it's what's got to happen. I always know that this time of year is hard for me. I was talking about this on the pod in the beginning of October, holiday season that's not my season. That's not my Super Bowl. And I'm trying. I'll get into that. I'm trying to find the Christmas spirit, but ooh, I have a lot of um I have a lot of holiday trauma. It's only gotten dare I say worse with time and Thanksgiving is one of those holidays if you live far away from home that it's it's totally fine to miss it. People understand, especially if you're a flight away, people who are a flight away will choose one or the other. And oftentimes Christmas trumps Thanksgiving. So if you don't have the luxury of being able to stay from Thanksgiving to Christmas, oftentimes Thanksgiving gets skipped and Christmas is the one that people will fly back to see their family for or drive or whatever it is. And I'm the only one in my family that's on the west coast and I hadn't seen anyone since holiday season last year and I saw my dad once in March and besides that that was really our only meeting this year even though I was allowed to miss Thanksgiving it was totally fine like we get it you're far I said no I'm going to make my way home. I'm going to make my way home. But I got all in my head about it and I was getting so nervous. 
and so anxious. I just didn't know. I didn't know how everyone was going to be. I don't know why. I really, really let it stress me out. So much so that I got sick. You know how stress is horrible for the body. So I actually got sick a few days before I left. And I've sort of been sick since. So I've kind of been sick for about three weeks now, which is ugly. I love how I did it to myself. I I got sickness three times this year. That's an all-time high for me. I was sick for 11 days with COVID in January. 11 days in bed. That was memorably bad. And then I got sick right before Paris in September. And then I got sick right before New York and Virginia in November. And November and September, only a, there's only a month in between. So that's not great. I'm going to blame stress, but of course, like my TikTok for you page is telling me that it might be mold. Anyway, a quick side tangent that I was very stressed to go home and ultimately it was really important and nice to see my family and I got to see my dad and my grandma Lola and her dog Bentley which if you know you know Bentley is this adorable eight-year-old Maltese which Maltese's are traditionally a dog breed that is quite yippy bites your ankles horribly annoying high-pitched bark Bentley is my soul sister. I love her. I love her so much. And she was mad at me a little bit. Like, when I initially walked in, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, this dog is one of my best friends out here. And it sucks with animals. I also got to see Mazzy, if you know, you know. That is one of my best friend's cats. And he and I used to live together. So I was her her roommate and, you know, stepmom for... A year and seeing these animals is so nice because they're not people you can call they're not you can't call on a cat you can't call on a dog FaceTime I mean they'll recognize your voice and maybe have a confused look but not not the same so I got to see Mazzy in New York and Bentley in Virginia and that was really special I also got to see a lot of my people and that felt really special and I miss New York New York's cold right now though I will say which I don't mind the cold as long as it's not windy. If there's wind, different story, hate it, you know, really uncomfortable, a miserable experience, but just cold, I'll put on the right clothes and I'll be fine. So this trip back was nice, stressful, overwhelming, special, introspective, reflective, and a growing experience, a growing experience. (laughs) I'm being vague but I must be please also when I was in Virginia I got to go to drunk Wednesday which is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and it's where all the people that are home visiting their families will go out to the bars and it's just fun like it was a night to just be a little reckless and that was much needed because I think I've been zipped up a little too tight lately I had a day like that in New York too so I had two days in the past couple weeks where I really just let myself go and that was fun. It was nice. And now I'm back. As of three days ago, I'm back in Los Angeles with a ton of journal entries and a ton of new ideas and thoughts and evaluations on what I want the next little bit of this life to look like. And it's not what I thought. It's not what I thought. I do want to give a year reflection because if you've been listening to the podcast this year, which I am going to take a moment to thank you all so much. If you looked at your Spotify wrapped, you got to see all the data of the music and artists that you listened to this year and podcasters that you listened to this year. And those of you that shared and I saw that I was number one. Oh my God. Seeing how many people that I got to be on their number one podcast Something about data is really soothing to me. Call me the daughter of two math teachers, it checks out. Granddaughter of a statistician, it checks out. Actually seeing visuals of data showing that I'm someone's favorite, I don't know what that like healed my inner child in a little bit or boosted my ego or it just allowed me to realize that this podcast is working and that it's serving a purpose and I'm connecting with you and you're hearing my voice right now and 
there is a connection being built, whatever that connection may look like. I could be a reason for you to relax. I could be a reason for you to think. I could be a reason for you to get outside and go on a walk. I could be a nice background noise while you're doing your chores, whatever it is. I'm happy that there's a purpose being served and I'm happy to serve. So with Spotify Wrapped, I also learned that there's Spotify Wrapped for creators and I didn't look at this last year, I didn't know how to, where I from the back end get to see the stats of my podcast. For all the stats that had rankings, I was in the 1%. This podcast is in the top 1% of Spotify listen to podcasts and I had no idea. I knew that this was going well. I knew that this was bigger than my YouTube channel. I liked the numbers. I like the numbers. And to see data confirming that this is going well is so reassuring, is so soothing, is so exciting, so motivating, and ultimately so rewarding. (sighs) Wow. So I have to thank you all for that. I really, really, really do. Now, back on the main point, for those of you who have been listening all year, my goal this year was to rest and relax. This is the first year without my mom and losing a parent and, you know, my dad losing his wife and my cousins losing their aunt and my mom's impact, at least on earth, which she still has impact and she's an angel. But this is my first year without her. And I had put in work in 2021 and in 2020 when the pandemic came, I didn't take it as a reason to fuck off. I really buckled down and I said, I'm going to channel this energy into work. And I put my effort into my work for two years in a more consistent way than I ever had before. I was uploading one, two, three times a week on YouTube. I began this podcast. I had a jewelry collaboration. I mean, I was going in in the work department, but I didn't want that to be a distraction. And I really wanted to take the time to not feel obligated to achieve, to be able to take a back seat and focus on being and being more present. That was my goal of this year. And The year is coming to an end and I feel it, guys. I'm itching to work again. And it's not that I haven't been working this year, but my career was on maintenance mode this year. I was much more focused on healing myself as a person existing on earth as opposed to a brand existing in capitalism. I wasn't trying to be consumed as much as I was trying to simply heal Now that the year's wrapping up, I'm ready. I've got my energy back and I want to channel it. December is a month that a ton of creators up the ante on their content and they participate in Vlogmas. I've been seeing it on YouTube. I've been seeing it on YouTube Shorts. I've been seeing it on Instagram. And of course, I've been seeing it on TikTok. Here's the thing. I'm a little bit of a Christmas hater. I can't be the only one. There's absolutely no way. But everyone else seems to love Christmas. And I'm over here thinking to myself, I want to create content. I've got the energy right now to create content, but it feels like what the content of this month is, is Christmas content. And I need to give myself a moment to either create Christmas content as the Grinch, where I'm not going to be hating on Christmas, but I'm going to be existing in the world during December and existing online during... I'm losing my voice right now. Hang on. I told you I'm still like a little bit sick excuse me i don't want to be creating content that's you know negative i'm an enthusiastic person by nature that's not my style i'm not i'm not a hater i'm not i'm a lover oh i need to read you guys a poem i have to read you guys two poems okay we'll also definitely get there who am i becoming i hate poetry i hate it but i posted not one but two poems on my story this past week and one of my best friends he hits me up and he's like so you're into poetry now i was like no and he goes i've been waiting for this moment no no just because i found two poems that i liked does not mean i'm into poetry but we'll see maybe i'm going to eat my words because my voice is going in and out we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to deal with it anyway i'm not a hater by nature i want to create content So by all means, if you've got some ideas where I could do 12 days of Christmas, but it's not 
necessarily centered around Christmas, which I guess would just mean creating content, you know? But I think I do want to use this Vlogmas Edge. I want to be, it's overwhelming. There are so many platforms because I was about to say I want to be on TikTok. And the thing about TikToks and YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels is that you can export them and regurgitate them on all the platforms, which YouTube Shorts, Jesus, come on. I don't want to be congested right now. Maybe you can't hear these like my new changes in my voice, but I can feel them because I'm speaking. I digress. You can regurgitate them. But I don't know, the vibe of Instagram feels a little different than the vibe of TikTok. Like something that I would feel comfortable posting on TikTok, I wouldn't really want to post on an Instagram reel. YouTube shorts, I feel pretty indifferent about. I could regurgitate. But so much content to be made. I'm ready to bring someone on. I'm ready for some help. I need an intern. As long as you're creative and you're diligent. I just want someone who's willing to put in the work and willing to give me their effort. So looking for an intern soon if you need school credit we can work on it and then maybe you can eventually become a hired employee because that's the future that i want but definitely some extra hands would be so nice i'm thinking about vlogmas i'm thinking about content i'm thinking about growth now in terms of my love life a few maybe like a month or so ago i said on here it's raining men i feel it wow i could not be more sexually turned off than i am right now a man would have to really offer me a high-level commitment for me to entertain the idea of him. This is not the chapter for love. And I hate hearing myself say that because love is one of the most magical things to exist. And to close myself off from it feels a bit of a disservice. But I gotta be honest, I don't think it's what I need right now. I don't think this is what I need. Therefore, it's not really what I want. Or maybe it's what I want, but it's not what I need. Or maybe it's not what I want, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. I won't be able to tell you that yet. I'm too far out to know, but it's interesting how I was so ready for a second. I was going on these dates. Now I'm like, distance. You know, I might be in a mood every once in a while. I don't want to say never say never. And I don't want anyone to like look at my track record and be like, are you sure? Because like, think about what you've been doing in the past couple weeks. But I'm saying mentality, guys. Sometimes actions don't, my actions and words don't do as I, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just dug myself a hole. How do I get out? Who I was yesterday is not who I am today. That's so funny. Like I'm here alone in a studio speaking. No one is asking me questions. No one is prompting me. No journalist is here trying to twist my words or dig out dirt. And here I am still able to dig myself a hole. Let's see what else is going on. Okay, love, work, home, home. I'm back home and I'm living alone this month because Tyra is away for the holidays and I'm excited to live alone. It's always a fun test. I remember during COVID when my roommate, he went back home with his family and I was home for a few months alone and I have a fear of living alone because I have a fear of killing myself. I never will, but there's this mentally ill voice in the back of my head that's afraid. It's an intrusive, it's not a real thought. I never will. You never have to worry about me doing that. I'm way too curious to see how life unfolds. I want to make it as far as I can. I don't want to cut my time off early. It's just a weird fear that I have if I'm left to my own devices for too long. But time and time again, when I'm left with this situation i.e in covid which would be like one of the scariest times dare i say to be completely alone and i loved it i thrived i was having a really good time with my own company i was doing whatever i wanted to do some days i would spend the whole day singing some days i was filming 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 some days i was running some days i would lie down a yoga mat on the ground and i would play a lana del rey album and i'd smoke weed and i would just lay on the yoga mat looking out the window I mean, I was having a good time. I was cooking. Oh, food's interesting. I have a really, really great relationship with food and exercise right now. Probably my favorite that I've had all year. Because every time I go to Los Angeles, I start to lose the beautiful, intuitive eating and moving relationship that I have. And I start to try to control things because so many people here 
try to control their eating and exercise and it can get a little unhealthy and it's just part of the culture and I always am a little bit susceptible to it and I'll find myself like okay maybe I should go on a diet maybe I should exercise a little bit more and eat a little less and uh, the restriction will begin and it's never really been physical restriction for me it's always been mental restriction and I wasn't really aware that I had been mentally restricting myself and let me just tell you, when I limit anything for myself or I tell myself that I can't have something, I've never wanted it more. A lot of us feel this way. And when I'm mentally restricting myself, like, I don't know. Okay, you just bought ice cream at the grocery store, but you you cannot have that today. No, no, no. You can't have that until tomorrow. For what? I don't know. Random rule that I created. But I was home with my dad for the past couple weeks and... A lot of times when we go back home and we're living where we lived when we were children or teenagers or even just when we're around our parents or guardians, that those old habits come back. And I always had fabulous eating habits as a kid and a great relationship with food growing up. And that was one of the patterns that I got back into while I was home was just eating when I was hungry, stopping when I was full. And I've been in that headspace since getting back and it just feels so right and feels so good I have no restriction mentally physically I'm allowed to have whatever I want as much of it as I want and when I have that belief I eat exactly what I'm supposed to every single time and I've never spoken about food or body image really at all in my history on the internet I've made a pretty conscious effort about that because There are so many nuances to it, but I wanted to take the time to bring it up in this episode because ultimately, you might not be physically restricting yourself, but you are mentally restricting yourself from having things and then you're sitting in a lot of guilt. If you tell yourself, okay, we're sitting here with this box of cookies, we can have them all. We can eat every single one. We can sit down here and numb out and eat these all if that's what we need and when you allow yourself to do that oftentimes you don't want to anymore like the desire is simply because I can't do it I, I I can only have one cookie I can only have one cookie maybe one and a half and the next thing you know you eat the entire thing I have no self-control whereas if you say if I want cookies and ice cream for lunch that's absolutely what I can have and because I know I can have that I'm like well maybe I'll have some chicken noodle soup first and maybe I'll make a sandwich and then I have the chicken noodle soup and the the sandwich and maybe I don't want the ice cream or maybe I do I mean that's the whole thing right is that I can have whatever I want as much as I want at any time and because I have that absolute freedom there's no guilt around anything because I'm allowed to do anything and when I'm allowed to do anything oftentimes I make the right decisions and that's where I'm at which is exciting because I hate this is what happened last time I moved to LA I think it was the first time ever in my life that I had like disordered eating because I was so conscious of it and it's never brought me to a good place anytime I've started skipping meals or lessen what I eat it always is made up for tenfold in a bad way and I always end up looking worse not being in the shape I want to be because I'm trying to mentally control something that my body knows how to do just on its own so that's where I'm at with that And then as for exercise, I've been going to this um, reformer Pilates, specifically mega reformer Pilates, because I was doing Barry's boot camp, which if you don't know, it's a high intensity workout that's a mix of both treadmill work and weighted work. And I hurt my ankle, so I wasn't able to participate in the treadmill work. And I'm like, this is just probably not great for me. And so a friend of mine who also got injured that was big into Barry's, who loves an intense workout because, oof. I love a challenge. I really do. I really, really, really do. She told me about this place that she goes to for mega reformer Pilates, and it's a super low impact workout, but it's tough. And I did that probably three times a week for a few weeks before I left, and I'm really excited to get back into it. But that has been such a fun workout for me, especially if you have an injury and you can't do cardio, because I remember I loved running this time last year. But I can't run right now because I have like, also, I have a fucked up knee and I think I broke my fingers. Because during Drunk Wednesday, we were going back to my friend's house after going out to the bars and my friend's giving me a piggyback ride and he's hammered 
And so I'm on his back and he stumbles forward and then I fly in front of him and I land on the ground and my whole leg, my whole right leg is messed up. I have blood all over my hand. My fingers are purple in the morning. (laughs) So I'm really excited for this low impact workout to get back into it. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about health, body image, career, love, family, mentally. Okay, let's see, mind, body, spirit. My spirit is feeling very strong right now. My mind, earth me, is in a sad place. But spirit me looking looking down on earthling me knows that it's going to be okay. I feel very strong in my, I guess I call it faith. I'm strong in my faith right now. My mind is sad. I'm not in my favorite place of life at the moment. I have a lot of challenges that I need to get through. But as I just said, I love myself a challenge, so... I'm open to this phase of life and there's a lot that's going well for me. So I have a strong toolkit to get through this phase of life. When the days are long and sad and minutes feel like hours, I am trying to be open to joy. And I will say on the drive here, it's been raining the past few days in LA and the sun is out today and the clouds are gigantic and heavenly. They're beautiful. There's glimmers of sunlight peeking through them and there's pieces of blue it was the most beautiful drive I've had in a while and I'm listening to my favorite songs and I'm seeing the blue skies and these gigantic clouds I mean these clouds are are skyscrapers and oh that's a cute term because like they are scraping the sky um except for kind whatever (laughs) no need to get into that it was beautiful and I was smiling and I thought, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Joy and hope. Those are good motivators. Those are good, good, um, reassurances. And then lastly, I wanted to discuss, um, when you have to realize that you're in the wrong and you need to own up and apologize because maybe I need to make an entire episode about this actually. Because there's a few instances lately, and I'm sure the holiday season is a motivating factor of a lot of this, where people are thinking about their loved ones and who's in their life right now and who's not, and those that aren't, why aren't they? Is that because of me or is that because of them? Or is that because of time and space? And it's really easy to point fingers and say it's because of them. And there's certain ones that you need to look at and be like, no, that's because of me. And I recently had to do that. And I had a long talk with a friend and I had a big apology. Because at first I was like, oh, it's a little bit of you, a little bit of me. We actually went through our texts on FaceTime, reading them back and forth. And I realized that in there that I had such a misconception of what was going on. And it was absolutely me. And I was in the wrong. And I said, oh, my goodness, I am so sorry. That is all me. And I didn't know. And... I am so sorry. And you know what? Sometimes an apology, when you can hear that someone is sincere, my friend said to me, you know what? Thanks for that. And we moved right on. But I I think I could go into this a lot. And I want to give advice because this also happens all the time with holiday season where, I mean, this happens all the time, but specifically with holiday season, you have a bunch of family members put together in the same room that do not have the same beliefs, you know? You probably got a racist family member and you want to fight them on it. (laughs) I know I do. I'm like, time to debate and tell them how wrong they are. Am I really going to spend Christmas convincing Uncle Kenny that he's racist? Am I going to feel really good about that? Is he going to say, you know what, Lexi, I am racist. You are so right and I am so sorry. No, that's probably not going to happen. So why don't I spend this time finding things that me and Uncle Kenny, I don't have an Uncle Kenny, that me and Uncle Kenny have in common. Because we only see each other once a year anyway. So why don't I spend this time having a little joy, you know? And then also, just when you figure out that maybe you're the problem. I want to make a whole episode about this. When it's time for you to apologize, when you're the problem, when it's your fault. Because we all think we're right all the time. We never think we're in the wrong. We understand our perspective and why we did the things we did because we are us. And you know what? Sometimes we're wrong and our perception is not the reality. And sometimes if you look at the facts, it's your fault. 
and I recently found out a few times, it's my fault because I'm guilty of it too. I'm like, no, 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 I understand myself. I'm, I'm self-aware. I know what's going on. No, there's blind spots. We've all got them. And it feels good to apologize. I would say that it feels just as good to apologize as it feels to get a true apology. So learning lessons. The next thing I want to do is share with you my two favorite poems that I found the past couple weeks. The first one is a children's poem, and it's by Shel Silverstein. And I believe it's in Where the Sidewalk Ends. And I read it, and my inner child said, mm-hmm, this is what we feel. This is what we love. This is, this is it. <laughs> and it's really adorable, and it's super corny, but I love it. I love, love, love it. And this poem is called Hug of War. I will not play tug of war. I'd rather play hug of war. Where everyone hugs instead of tugs. Where everyone giggles and rolls on the rug. Where everyone kisses and everyone grins and everyone cuddles and everyone wins. That's so cute. I'm going to read it again. Hug of war. Ready? I will not play tug of war. I'd rather play hug of war. Where everyone hugs instead of tugs, where everyone giggles and rolls on the rug, where everyone kisses and everyone grins and everyone cuddles and everyone wins. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's so simple. I'd rather not fight. I'd rather just hug. Where everyone kisses and everyone grins and everyone cuddles and everyone wins. Come on, that's so cute. And then the second one was sent to me by a friend ironically this is the friend that um <laughs> i have to apologize to god i love her so much i really really do okay this poem is called the guest house and it's by rumi jala ludin rumi i don't know poets so that could be a really famous poet all right this being human is a guest house every morning a new arrival a joy a depression a meanness some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. That reassured me in like seven different ways. So I'm going to read it one more time. My... Uh, English teacher in high school said to understand a poem you have to read it at least three times I'm only reading twice but you can just rewind and play it back this being human is a guest house every morning a new arrival a joy a depression a meanness some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor welcome and entertain them all even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture still treat each guest honorably he may be clearing you out for some new delight the dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guest from beyond. And those are my two new favorite poems. I hope you loved them. One's so cute and one's also so sweet. I mean, especially when I'm in not my favorite part of life. I'm being so vague about this, but allow me. Allow me to be vague because I haven't quite understood the purpose of this chapter I under not to lie I understand the purpose however I haven't seen it through therefore I want to talk about it from a reflection point it's kind of like I'm going on a hike I haven't been on it yet so I haven't been able to tell you the gorgeous view and lesson that I learned and that I know it well and I've walked away and I can look fondly upon that mountain I'm just looking at it and it looks a little scary and I just know that I have to climb it. That's all I'm going to give you right now. But being reminded that this whole being human thing, this is just a guest house. This is not who I am. I'm just visiting. And when it comes to joy and depression or something unexpected comes in as it said like sweeping my house like where it just comes out of nowhere and I'm sitting here and I'm like I thought all was well how come all of a sudden I'm filled with immense unhappiness be grateful treat every emotion and every experience honorably welcome and entertain them all it's advice I needed so that's been a lot that's a lot 
We still have about like 10, 15 minutes. So I'm going to go onto Instagram where I asked you guys questions and answer some fun things to liven it up. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, I'm gonna get a little sad girl for a second. But Mother's Day is around the corner, and if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is My Life in a Book. How it works is that every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask, and then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code Lexi at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M-Y-L-I-F-E-I-N-A-B-O-O-K.com and use code Lexi for 10% off today. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself. A new wellness brand, something to hop on, and let me tell you about Fleur Marche. They deliver simple, quality, and affordable wellness solutions. Founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically, These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the at Lexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code Lexi at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as Estro Control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E at checkout. That's happy mammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H dot com and use the code Lexi for 15% off today. My Instagram handle's at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. And the first question I'm going to answer is silly. So we have kill, fuck, marry, pool, lake, ocean. Okay, we're going to kill the lake. We're going to fuck the pool. We're going to marry the ocean. Easy. This person asked, how can you start a podcast with a phone only? I mean, for the first year of my podcast, I would make a tower of pillows and I would set my phone on one of the pillows and the pillows are to um, 
absorb the excess sound. And then I would pull up voice memos and make a voice recording on my phone and I would import it into my video editing software. I'm sure there's an easier way to edit podcasts, but I just know Final Cut like the back of my hand and chop it up. And then I started on Anchor, which is free to anyone. And I think it's done through Spotify. So you can upload your podcast through there and they'll distribute it on all of the, uh, you know, the places to listen to podcasts. And it's pretty simple. It's pretty user-friendly. I just feel so fortunate that now I'm part of a network and they help me with everything. So I eat this studio. This is Red Circle Studio, so I love them. And I am so grateful. But you can absolutely start a podcast with nothing but a phone. Favorite movie at the moment. So I watched two fantastic movies this week. One, I finally watched Frida, the Frida Kahlo movie. It's played with... um what's her name what's her name Salma Hayek she plays Frida and I loved it I loved the movie so much and then after that I watched Steel Magnolias with uh, Dolly Parton and Julia Roberts and Sally Fields and that's a story of six women in Louisiana going about life and loss and love they were both beautiful And I would watch both of them again, and I found a lot of inspiration in both of them. So if you haven't seen them, watch them. How do you beat school-related perfectionism? I got to the point where done was better than perfect, and especially if it wasn't something project-based or something that I knew that I would use again and again in my future career, that I wasn't going to waste my time making it perfect, So I went to art school, for instance. So there was a project that I saw myself saying, okay, the skills that I'm using right now and the designs that I'm creating are something that I want to bring in to make merch for myself. Or this is something when I create a magazine that I I really want to share this with people. This is something I want for my portfolio. Whereas there are other classes that I took, you know, like I took a sound class. Ironically, I'm a podcast host now, but I was taking a sound art class and I was a beginner. There were people in my class that really understood how to work with sound. And I knew that I was not going to be the best in there. I just needed to try and I just needed to give it my best shot. And ultimately, done is better than perfect. Someone asked if I listen to music while I read. Sometimes I'll put on piano music if it just feels super stale in the space or I'll open a window, but I definitely never listen to music with lyrics while I'm reading. Quotes that make you keep going till now. Well, listen to those two poems I read you. Those are keeping me going right now. (laughs) Uh, Someone asked my favorite high activity. I'm not smoking right now. I haven't smoked for the past, maybe like, I haven't smoked since I got to Virginia, and I have no desire to smoke right now. What's my gas station order? There's no consistency in it. Sometimes I'm getting hot Cheetos, sometimes I'm getting Sour Patch Kids, sometimes I'm getting trail mix, sometimes I'm getting something I've never gotten before. That's like when I go to Air One, when I go with friends, they have their meal that they get, you know? They're getting the tofu sticks and the white bean kale salad, or they're getting the salmon and the buffalo cauliflower. What am I getting? I'm getting the chef's special. I'm seeing what's new. I'm taking a gander and trying something I've never tried before. Favorite LA bookstore? I love Despair's. That's in, I don't know if it's considered Silver Lake or Echo Park, but it's in between. Love that one. But Drew just told me he found a new favorite bookstore in... LA and he's gonna take me there's also good bookstores on what is it is it Vermont in Los Feliz there's a couple and they might be owned by the same people but they're on the same street yeah I don't have the names but if you're in that area what are your top three favorite things about your personality I love that I'm smart and adorable (laughs) sorry 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 for the loud laugh. Um, My three favorite things about my personality. I don't know. How sincere do you want me to get? I like that I simultaneously take everything seriously and nothing seriously. Everything is fleeting. Um, And I'm a pretty happy camper. Even when I'm sad, I'm a pretty happy camper. And I can be a good conversation. 
Someone asked, do you forgive easily or hold grudges? If someone has the balls to own up to their actions and give me a sincere apology, you're forgiven. I know the pride that had to be buried and the ego that had to be put away and the energy that that took to own up to your mistakes and you're forgiven. I think it's a lot harder to forgive when you've received an insincere apology or no apology at all. That is where it gets really tough and that's where I'm afraid that I might die with grudges and I don't want to, but I might. That'll be a regret in my life that I died with grudges, but I don't like even when I'm like, all right, I'm ready to give it up. It's like something in my body still isn't. Thoughts on hormonal birth control. I love my hormonal birth control. It helps with my PCOS. It keeps my skin clear. My period's regular. But if you don't need those things, maybe you don't need it. Learning to say no to people when it's all too much. Yeah, uh, that is a huge lesson that you need to learn now because letting people down, saying yes when you can't, is so much worse than saying no. I say this all the time. I had to have a talk with a friend about this where when you say yes to me and then cancel, that is way more disappointing and frustrating than if you said no as soon as you knew. Because we're guilty of this, you know, and I think it's a lot of us, including myself, are guilty of this where you say yes, knowing damn well you're not going to be there for whatever reason. And it's so much better to say, no, I can't. You don't even have to give a reason. I'm so sorry I can't make it next time. Or you can give a reason. You can say that you have a prior engagement or you can say that I just don't have the emotional bandwidth. I'm, I can't. I'm so sorry, you know? But say no. Say no because it's so much more respectful. It's disrespectful to say yes and bail on people. How do you find the beauty in every day? You seem to always take the most aesthetic pictures. I love taking a photo. I really do. Um, oh, it's probably one of my favorite hobbies. I love to be in a photo and I love to take a photo. It's something that is so special and fun to me. I've never tried to make money out of it. I mean, I guess you could say Instagram, but I'm saying I've never been a, a photographer professionally, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love making an Instagram story. I love having an Instagram post. I love, I mean, I made YouTube, I still make YouTube videos. I just haven't made YouTube videos for like a month, but I've worked with video for as long as I can remember. I love a camera. So of course, some of it is just my own personal style that's innate. But some of my favorite tricks to making something look a little bit more beautiful or a little bit more seductive is a zoom. I love a crop. I find when you're taking a photo of nature, how you can see the big grand scale and then when you try to take a photo of it, it just never does it justice. I challenge you next time when you're in a really scenic place to just zoom in on a small section and you'll find that you're able to see that beauty a lot more clearly. What are your New Year's resolutions? I want to bring on a member to my team. I want to make a financial goal. I don't have it in my head yet, but I want to make one. I want to do another collaboration with a brand. Or if I can't find a brand to do it with, make it myself and have a product launch. I'd like to go to Montana. I'm really craving, or Wyoming, I'll take either. I really want to go somewhere where the cowboys are for some reason. I really want to do that. And I have a couple guys from my hometown that I either visit Montana a lot or live in Montana. I don't know. I'm not really in touch with them. And it's so beautiful. It's insanely beautiful. It's nothing I've ever seen before. I also want to continue exploring the west coast i mean there's places in oregon i recently saw a video of someone driving up the oregon coast i was like oh my god i didn't know i didn't know because i go back to virginia and i see rolling fields with horses and cows and i love it i think it's gorgeous and beautiful in its own way and like virginia in the fall virginia in the spring there's nothing like it but i mean there's something about the west coast my god so i would like to see those things as well how to deal with not feeling pretty okay easier said than done because, for example, if I'm having a huge breakout on my face, self-esteem goes through the toilet, down the drain. I'm so distracted by my physical appearance that it doesn't even matter what my personality is because it's it's being overshadowed. And that's, 
a lesson that's needed to be learned, that when we're not as physically attractive as maybe we have been in the past or as we desire to be in the future. However, this is another thing that I learned from the Frida movie. So the movie Frida takes place over the course of her life. First of all, she's one of the sexiest women ever. Has a unibrow. You don't think twice about it. It's just part of who she is. And that would be a conventionally quote-unquote unattractive feature. Never once did I think she should change it. She looked so sexy with it the entire time. Second of all, she goes through these chapters of her life where she will make herself obviously less attractive and because it came from such a place of honesty that it made her so attractive still she chopped off all of her hair in one part and it was not in a cute way um it wasn't styled yet and she still there was such beauty to her and of course easier said than done but when we're honest with ourselves and we're living honestly it's gorgeous there's nothing more gorgeous than someone being themselves and showing up in whatever that looks like. And it trumps physical beauty every single time. How to radiate positive and light energy when it's dark and cold outside. Honey, I don't know. (laughs) I hate when it gets dark and cold, especially as someone who thrives in the evening. That's why I love summer. I'm my best self at like 7 p.m. To have 7 p.m. just look like 10 p.m. now to have it look like midnight or one in the morning there's a piece of myself that doesn't get to shine (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm not kidding but the way that i said it i'm kidding so how to radiate it i don't know yet and it's crazy because i've done this what 26 times i've done 26 winters and i still haven't mastered it hopefully by my 30s maybe i'll know i'd love to know sooner if anyone has any advice How do you limit your screen time? I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you a little story and I'm going to embarrass myself. All right. I have a lot of contemplation about the increase in personal technology and the availability to it that we all have, where when I was a kid, there was the family computer. We weren't even using the computer enough. There wasn't enough to even do on it. I remember when my friends and I would want to use it when we were in, I don't know, like fourth or fifth grade. We would just make random PowerPoints of fun stuff. There was nothing to do on it. And then when I was in middle school, I eventually created a Facebook. And that was fun because I could post some statuses, maybe chat with some people. And then, of course, post photo albums. But still, it was very much a majority of my time was spent in the physical realm. And then a portion was spent in the virtual realm. And then when I was in seventh grade and eighth grade, I started posting videos onto YouTube and watching YouTube. And I knew that my time on the computer and my time online was a little bit higher than a lot of my friends because I was not only consuming content, I was creating it as well. Now that short form content has become more and more prevalent, i.e. TikTok, which I for sure have a major TikTok addiction, where there's so much to learn and you can see so many creators and get so many glimpses of so many different worlds in such a short amount of time with little to no effort because of this For You page, it's easy to spend four, five, six, seven, eight hours a day watching other people's lives in the virtual realm. And while I was sick and in Virginia, so picture, it's chilly, it's dark, and I'm sick. So I was spending a lot of time in bed And I was spending a lot of time scrolling, just constantly back and forth between reading, sleeping, and being on my phone. And I had reached this point where it felt like I'd seen every pretty girl. I had heard every personal story time. I had listened to every angry person rant. I had seen every delicious looking recipe. I had exhausted TikTok becoming entertaining. I had reached a point where it didn't it didn't do it for me anymore. And so I turned off my phone and I became really engrossed in just looking around left and right out of my surroundings. And I catch myself doing this now when I'm looking at my phone. I'll just look right above my phone or look to the right or left of my phone and check out the room that I'm in, examining the frame of the mirror. And I was looking at the texture of the carpet and I started looking at the nightstand and thinking about how it was built. And then I spent an hour doing that and I realized, holy shit, (laughs) 
I've exhausted my virtual entertainment so much that the only thing that's doing it for me right now is the physical realm. And it was such an ironic realization because it's it seems so obvious, right? Like, oh yeah, like the physical is better than the virtual, but if I want to get real honest, there's definitely been times where I'm not really interested in being in the physical right now. Like, take me away from my headspace, bring entertain me. Entertain me in a way that I don't have to move. And then now I'm feeling really grateful because I'd spent so many days on my phone that when I'm actually having a physical conversation with a person in real time, in real life, it's so much more special. And it took me spending so much time on my phone to limit my screen time. I think about this in so many different ways all the time, how I'm sure there's teenagers that get more dressed up to be on TikTok, to film for TikTok, than they do to go out in the world. And it's strange, and I don't want to, you know, knock on it because I love creating content, and I love watching people create content, and I love watching the content that they create, but the irony of me finding a way to limit my screen time by exhausting myself from it and realizing that, wow, the real world's really interesting, no fucking way as if it hasn't been here all along and I didn't, like, we know it, but sometimes we forget. I don't know, this feels really shameful to look around and be like, wow, this real world, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. (laughs) So, so strange. What a new and fascinating phenomenon. Opinion on fashion trends. Okay, I was thinking about this because I was watching this YouTube video recently and I was looking at this girl's outfit and it should be quintessentially interesting quote-unquote because it was a funky shape and there was different layers to it but I could just tell it was from Shein or Fashion Nova or something and I was immediately turned off by it and the outfit was really I don't know why this is it's so intense but it was kind of repulsing me loved her information though love what she was saying but the outfit was really taking me down a wormhole and I think about that sometimes where Sometimes fashion trends, if your closet only consists of new things, something about that makes me a little uneasy and I'm not sure why. It sounds a lot more judgmental than I'm meaning it to be, but speaking of outfit and fashion trends though, yesterday I was going out with my friend and I I was like, shoddy, (laughs) I'm I'm deep in sadness, like I'm going to show up in my pajamas and he's like, that's fine, show up as you are, like I don't want anything else. And then I thought to myself, no, I can put on jeans. I can put on jeans. I can take off my pajama pants. I can take off these sweats and I can put on jeans. So I put on jeans, wasn't really thinking about them. And and I was like, oh, but my feet are cold. I'll put on Uggs. They'll keep my feet warm. So I had on these like flare jeans with Uggs. (laughs) And they were kind of stretchy. There was some stretch to these jeans. And then I thought, okay, I can take off the sweatshirt I slept in. I can put on a different sweatshirt. No, we'll put on something a little more form-fitting. Let's put on this little zip-up black hoodie. So I put that on. And then I have this keychain I got kind of ironically because I missed one of my best friends and it reminded me of her. So it's this big fluffy keychain. <laughs> I had woken up with my hair in braids. So I undid the braids and I had crimped blonde hair with dark roots. And then after we went out, I had him stop at Starbucks for me. And I walk into the house with my bottle blonde hair, flare jeans, Uggs, Starbucks in hand, jingly keys, and I was looking like a mall bimbo straight out of 2003. And it was so unironically. I was not doing it in a performative way at all. I was just grabbing at clothes that I could wear. And um, it was so funny because I'm like, these are all literally clothes that I've had since probably high school. I was just grabbing clothes and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm really looking like that girl from that time. It's not like that funny to tell, but it was funny walking around because I also just got back from LA. I mean, to LA and I hadn't seen a lot of my friends yet. And some of my friends live right below me. So I was walking in the house and they're like, oh, like laughing at the Starbucks in hand, the Uggs. It it just all was way too perfect and it wasn't planned whatsoever. It was just such a natural occurrence. 
But I'm curious if any of you guys know kind of where I'm going at. I'm, I know what I want to say about the fashion trends. I just am not in the mood to be very harsh right now. But I would rather someone have a little bit more personal style. And I don't like when someone, like that girl in the White Lotus, prime example of seeing that go on. So if you guys are watching season two of the White Lotus, what is her name? Portia. She plays Jennifer Coolidge's assistant. And in all of these episodes, she just looks like such an internet girl and is combining outfits with all the most popular TikTok and IG trends right now. And it's just so obvious that she has no sense of personal style. And I think th that's my opinion on the trends. It's like if you're only keeping up with the trends, that's a clear sign to me that you have no sense of personal style. Just thinking. Do you meditate? I do guided meditations. I haven't done one in probably a month, though. I go through spurts, but I rarely meditate just on my own. I had headspace for a while earlier this year. Um, I'll look up guided meditations on YouTube or on Spotify. Also, if you guys are in the LA area, specifically on the west side, in Venice, there's a company called Open that does breathwork classes throughout the week. Minaj does them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I went to his class. It was amazing. And I highly, 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 highly recommend. I've been wanting to go back, but I'm just a Silver Lake girly. So getting to Venice multiple times a week. I come here on Mondays, but to come back here again on Tuesdays is a little too much for me. How to spend the holidays alone. Get yourself a clan. Get yourself a tribe of other lonely kids. Trust me, there are more than you think that are kind of orphans for the holidays. They have estranged family members. The current relationship with their family is not good. Maybe there's been some deaths. Trust me, find your others and do something together. It will feel so much better than spending it all alone. Um, unless like you're feeling very confident in spending the holiday alone, but since you're asking me, I'm assuming it's something you're a little worried about. For example, I wasn't sure if I was going to be spending Christmas alone, so I was already making plans with my other friends that were also planning on spending Christmas alone and we were going to get something together. So, by all means, there are more and you should find them and plan something because I think that'll make the experience a lot happier. All right, y'all. If you want to talk to me about what's going on in this episode... Hit me up on Instagram. I'm also on Geneva. However, I am going to take a look at other platforms to use besides Geneva. That's something that I haven't changed yet, but I do think at the moment Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me. I love hearing your thoughts. I love seeing you guys share the episodes. I love when you show me where you're listening to the episode from and... I want to thank you all so much for listening. If you do like this show, I would love, love, love if you could leave it a review or rate it five stars on the app. And I will talk to you all very, very soon. Take care. XOXO. Lexi.